Oh, yes, it is. And 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Be taking your calls over the next hour. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. As we sit here, I think this is the first show we've done at minus 22. Yeah, well, you know, if it was Edmonton, this would be spring, right? <laughs> Yeah. But it's not, it's so we're not. just going to have to grin and bear. We're inside, if you can't tell, because yeah, our teeth fine. aren't chattering, so it's all good. But bright and sunny and a good day to talk about uh, termination uh, and severance and all those good things, which we'll get to. First of all, we always start with the week that was. Yes, thanks, Johnny. Always a pleasure to be here, be back. And uh, to all our listeners, hi. We always have uh, new listeners joining us, so happy that you've uh, taken the plunge to learn a bit about your workplace rights and employment law. Mm-hmm. Uh, here to take questions. Hopefully we'll get a lot of people calling with their issues, questions, maybe your friend or, or a neighbor or a family member has an issue at work, and this is the time to give us a call. And to start us off, as John just said, I always like to talk about the week that was, looking at a couple of things, a couple of situations that I dealt with uh, in, in this past week. So in the first case, uh, it's another one I'm going to call a Ministry of Labor case, John. So I had uh, an individual that uh, worked for a company for eight years in a very senior position, uh, in a managerial position, making over $100,000, mm-hmm. 58 years old. Now, he was let go for business reasons, nothing bad that he did, strictly a business decision. He was given eight weeks notice, okay, or sorry, eight weeks severance, I should say. He got paid for eight weeks. The first thing he did is he tried to talk to his employer. He went to his employer and said, you know, can I get more? This doesn't seem appropriate. His employer effectively told him, well, no, there's just no way you're getting more. That's all we owe you. Sorry, it's not going to happen. Uh, so that, that's fine. What does he do then? He calls the Ministry of Labor. Nope. He spends about 30 minutes on the phone asking all kinds of questions, even being transferred to different people uh, at the Ministry of Labor. Uh, and then ultimately he's being told, no, no, all you get is eight weeks. So, in fact, you've gotten what the employer has to pay you. Well, luckily, someone that hears our show told him to call me. And I Brilliant. spoke to him on, on Friday. And I assess this person as being entitled to 12 months, seven months. Wow, what 12 a months. monumental difference. It's a huge difference, Ugh. John. It's actually over $100,000. And it's not because I say so. It's because his entitlements are 12 months compensation. So why does this happen? Why, again, this confusion? And I know I've talked about this in the past, but we always have people that are listening to the show for the first time. The Ministry of Labor, the Labor Board, can only advise a person about their minimum entitlements, their minimum entitlements, not their full entitlements. A person's full entitlements uh, to severance, to termination compensation, are based on their length of employment, their age, and their position. Mm -hmm. The size of the company is not relevant, okay? So when you call the Ministry of Labor, they're going to tell you what your minimum entitlements are, and unfortunately, as with this person, they're not going to tell you that those are just your minimums. They're going to tell you, yes, that's what you get. So if you don't know any better, and then this person didn't really, you're going to think, well, I guess that's all I get. Uh, so that's wrong. And, and please, please, please don't fall into that trap. Don't get uh, incorrect information. Don't be misguided. Give us a call at, on the show. Give me a call at the office if you're let go. Let's talk about what your entitlements are. I've even created the severance calculator, uh, severancepaycalculator.com. And that's the place you go to find out your entitlements. This guy, Johnny, could have lost $100,000. These people that work at the ministry, all they have to do is a little tagline at the bottom of their script saying, these, by the way, are your minimum entitlements. You might be uh, you know, entitled to more. Please seek out legal counsel. That's, that's all they it's need simple, to say. It took you about five seconds to say that. Yeah. That's all they have to say. Exactly. And, and they don't. And I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why. So all I could do is use this forum, this medium here, and to tell people what, uh, what they need to know. Mm-hmm. So the other matter, very different situation. Uh, I got a call from a lady who has been working in the same uh, job with the same company in Ottawa for 20 years, okay? She uh, would always either walk to work or get a ride from her spouse, depending on the weather. Okay. So she lived very close to work and, and had a good arrangement. She doesn't drive. 
Now, fast forward to January of this year, and the yeah, you know what's coming. The employer has now decided to move the business to the other side of Ottawa, still within Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. Well, for many people, that may not be a big deal. You know, you're going to drive a few minutes here or there. It's not going to change your life. But for this lady who doesn't drive, it would be huge. For her, she would have to commute to work, and it would likely be an hour and a half each way. So every single day, she's going to spend three hours commuting as opposed to the few minutes that it would have taken her to get to work otherwise. So, And when she spoke to the employer, they said, well, we understand your situation, but we can't do much because the business is moving. Right. So she called me very upset, and what I told her is, well, no, you actually don't have to do this. You don't have to, to accept this. Uh, this move is going to be a huge change to the terms of your employment, so it would result in a constructive dismissal. This means you're allowed to, uh, to leave work, effectively resign, and get your full severance. For her, that would be about 16 months of severance. Wow. So remember, if, if you're in a business that's now relocated, if it impa- impacts you in a very significant way, you don't have to accept it. The same thing with other changes to the terms of your employment, maybe a pay reduction, a demotion, uh, changes to your compensation structure, uh, structure. You have options. Remember that it's not just, well, we don't have a choice. We have to do what the employer says. In many of these cases, there are alternatives. There's options. Take a quick phone call before we go to break. 870-6400-STAR-640 on cell. Got uh, Rob. Hello, Rob. Welcome to the show. Oh, hi. I uh, love the show, by the way. I think Thanks, it's Bill. great. Um, anyways, uh, okay. I was working for a, uh, like a, like a building supply company uh, for um, a year and three months, uh, from January 2013 until uh, March 2014, so just over a year, like a year and a few months. Um, came back from a holiday, and they said, basically, you know, uh, sales are down, we're going to lay you off, uh, we may or may not call you back. Um, I called the Ministry of Labor, or the, sorry, the Labor Board, and they, they said they don't have to pay me out uh, until 35 weeks because I had benefits. Um, so I got registered mail uh, about at, after about 28 weeks, and it basically said, please contact us. So I contacted them, and they said, uh, we're not going to be calling you back, so we're just going to pay you out on our next payday, um, you know, uh, on whatever day it was. Uh, they didn't have to pay me out till the 18th of November, but they paid me out, I think it was halfway through September. They gave me two weeks. Um, and then I found out through a source, a friend of mine that still works there, uh, that two weeks after they paid me out, they posted an ad right. uh, somewhere for my job. Right. Okay. Um, so, so, Rob, what was your job there? What did you do? I was a truck driver. Uh, there was no union and there's no, there no contract. They just said, yeah, Perfect. permanent full-time. And how old are you, Rob? I'm 40. Okay. So, first of all, let me start off by saying that the layoff itself, they were actually not allowed to lay you off for 35 weeks. What the, what the Labor Board told you was actually wrong. In fact, you, were, you could have treated uh, the, this layoff right at the beginning, right in March of last year, as a termination and required them to pay you severance. One thing. The other thing is this. They owe you a heck of a lot more than two weeks' pay. All right? They probably owe you, in your situation, right around three months' pay. All right? Well, yeah. I used your calculator, and it said three to six months, and I was like, okay, I did it like four times to make sure. And I mean, <laughs> yeah. Well, know. there you go. Now, now you hear it from me live as well. So, yeah. yeah cer- certainly. The other thing is, is that I called. Oh, sorry to cut you yeah, off. Yeah, no problem. I, uh, I called the, the number, and um, uh, someone contacted me and said, well, basically, for $250, we'll send out a letter, but... They could say, "Well, we have a lawyer too," and uh, then then it would uh, it would cost me more money to go to court. So, am I a gambling man? Uh, I mean, at the at the end of the day, Rob, here's here's where you are. 
uh, you're owed about three months of compensation, okay? And, and it's up to you to decide whether you want to pursue it or not. And in some cases, you may decide not to. But you're owed three months compensation. That's money that was owed to you back in March of last year. And I always advise people, if you're owed something legally, not because I say so, because that's what the law provides for you, you should pursue it. Uh, so, uh, you know, I hope that you decide to do that. It's just a, it's a mountain of misinformation out there. All, every day. Like three times we heard things that were incorrect. Give us a call, 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or 1-855-821-5900 is Lior's direct number. Lots more on the Employment Hour coming up on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. A lot of stuff to cover today. You want to give us a call. That is the number. You can also email questions, Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. And his number anytime, 1-855-821-5900. We'll get to uh, Eric. Hi, Eric. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Good, pal. What's up? Uh, I got a couple questions. Uh, Paul, back about five years ago, I worked in a, in a plant. and uh, Sorry about that. Worked in a plant, and I got... Uh, Basically came in on a, on a Monday and they told me that they were going to turn uh, terminate me, mm-hmm. and I got paid about eight thousand dollars in severance. Well, Eric, what I'll say, you know, I, I'm not going to go through the process, unfortunately, of assessing your entitlements for one reason, and that is it is too late to pursue this. There's a two year limitation period. I think you said in your case it's five years, so there's yeah. not going to be anything that we can do in your case, unfortunately. Okay, that's what I wasn't sure. But uh, just for the for the records, what would I roughly have been uh, owed in severance? Well, how many years did you work there? Uh, about 13. 13, and what kind of job and how old? Uh, I was the yard foreman, and uh, going back, I was 35. So you would have been entitled to right around 9 to 10 months of severance. Okay, okay. so uh, I don't know what that is in, in dollars because I don't know what you're earning, but between 9 to 10 months of compensation is what you would have been owed. Pretty good. Yeah, and I bet you that's more than $8,000 that he got. I bet you it is, for sure. So let me ask you this. uh, You know, how difficult is it for someone to find out if severance offer is appropriate? I mean, you know, there's a couple different avenues, right? Yeah, and, you know, it's, uh, it is very easy, actually, and, and, you know, because we've made it easy. I try to make it easy. And first of all, they can call us on the show, but I've created the severance calculator, severancepaycalculator.com. Uh, you go on there, you answer three questions, uh, how old you are, the length, uh, the length of your employment, and uh, the type of job, and it's going to tell you how many months you're owed. And uh, or you call or call me at the office two one six fifty nine hundred four one six area code uh, or our uh, toll free number and I'll tell you and you know I think it's very important that people just know how much they're owed and you may just want to know what would happen in the future. A lot of people have a, a bad feeling that something's going to happen. Mm-hmm. You know, I haven't been let go, but some things have happened. I think there's spidey sense is telling you something's awry. Exactly, right? yeah. and when people have that spidey sense tingling, in most cases it's for a reason, yeah. and it's rarely actually that it's wrong. It's rare that it's wrong. So if you're in that. Situation. You need to know what you're owed. You need to know what you'd be looking at uh, if that uh, hammer uh, drops. So uh, give me a call or go to severancepaycalculator.com. You mentioned, uh, you know, you're just thinking possibly in the future something might happen. How about this? Someone's working, and this happens, I, I would imagine, quite a bit. Maybe the uh, the company's having some uh, some rough times, and they come up to you and say, you know, we're not, let, we're not letting you go. We want to keep you, and we're going to strive to do everything we can, but we've got to give you a bit of a pay cut. Now, how does that affect your severance? Yeah. Well, for, there's a problem with that. And, uh, you know, first of all, if you're going to take a pay cut, uh, you're going to have to change a lot of, uh, you know, your life potentially because, you know, a lot of us need our paychecks. We have our, our bills. Our expenses don't get reduced just because our pay gets reduced. That would be nice. Uh, it, it would be nice, but it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. So when you're presented with a pay cut, and I'm talking about something substantial, if, you know, if you're going to go from uh, 60000 to 58, that's not going to make you happy, but probably not much you can do from a legal standpoint. But if we're talking... A bit something more substantial than that, you don't have to accept it. You can 
treat your employment as being terminated, that's a constructive dismissal, and get your full severance. One of the reasons you may consider doing that is this. So if you're going to take a big pay cut, and then a month later your position gets terminated, now you still get severance, but that severance is calculated on the basis of your new lower salary. Just so after now, a month? Even after a month, even oh. after a couple of weeks potentially, okay? So by, by accepting a lower salary, you could also be getting a lot less severance down the road. So if an employer was inclined to do this, I'm not saying that they are, but yep. if someone was inclined and they say, I want to save money in severance, so let me reju- reduce John's salary by 30%. If he accepts it, a month later I'm going to let him go, and then I save 30% on the severance that I owe him. So be very careful about that. If your compensation gets reduced, give me a call. Let's talk about your options. Let me at least advise you if you you, you could do something other than just accepting it. 416-870-6400 or star 640 on cell. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hi. How are you doing? Good, pal. What's going on? Well, okay. I was, in November 6th, I was let go from my employer. Um, during that time, I had I'd been off work due, due to a mental condition, which was going to be uh, need more treatments for the mental condition. Yep. They offered me a severance, uh, which was uh, eight weeks. I thought it was kind of like not, not a young. I was still having a medical, uh, medical condition. Tom, say that. Tom, can you repeat that? Yeah, you're in a, you're in the middle of a wind tunnel, brother. You, you get somewhere where there's not as much wind. We can't hear you. Okay, is that, is that better? Not really, but try it again. So, what was your severance offer? My severance offer was eight weeks. And how long have you been there, Tom? I was there six months. I passed my probation period. Okay, at part of a union or no? No union. I was supervisor. Okay. So, and how old, Tom? I'm fifty-eight. Fifty-eight, five-eight. Okay. So, yeah, in, in your situation, uh, I would assess you probably being entitled to double the eight weeks, around four months of compensation is what I would assess you at, unless you sign the contract that limits your entitlements. The other concern I have is uh, if they let you go because of your medical condition. I think before the, the wind started interrupting you, I heard that you were off on a disability leave. So potentially there's other issues, human rights issues that we would need to discuss. So hopefully you can hear me. Hopefully the wind is not too loud or the weather's not too cold where you are. But give me a call off air. Let's talk about it. Talk about the severance that you're actually owed, as well as the reasons for letting you go and how that may impact your entitlements. Going to get that wind severance package. Yeah, my Get it out of here. Fire that wind, seriously. That number, Tom, is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Please give Lior a call. You can email him as well, Lior at employmenthour.com. Lots more of the show coming up. More of your calls on the Employment Hour on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. 126 on a bright but freezing cold Sunday afternoon. Good time to pick up the phone and ask a uh, question for Lior. You can also uh, email him, Lior at employmenthour.com. We will go to pick one. Pick one, man. We'll get to Mike. Hello, Mike. Hi, how are you? Good. What's up? Well, just a question um, for Lior uh, with regards to uh, employers and how many uh, independent medical examinations they might be entitled to in the case of a context of disability of course so you you're sick you want to go on disability I, and the employer or is the insurance company asking for that the employer i'm currently on a disability leave and the employer is uh, asking for an independent medical examination they're really not entitled to ask for it unless there's a good reason unless there's some conflicting information or some unclarity and they've been unable to correct that issue by getting you to get information from your doctor, then they can potentially ask for an independent medical exam. That's fairly rare and and, and not something that we see very common. So they can't just say, well, we don't like what your doctor has to say. We want you to see our doctor. So really, there has to be a good reason for it. And if there is, arguably, they can do it and you should cooperate. But that's the best I can tell you. There has to be a reason. 
Would that be something if, it, if the insurance company could do that? Can they not? Because they're the ones paying out if it's on, just, they can ask for their own. Right? Yeah, but again, even the insurance company, uh, usually there has to be some sort of a reason. If you have an expert, let's say you, you have a, uh, a back problem and you have a, a, a a surgeon that, that specializes in that area talks about your issues. Mm-hmm. The insurance company can't say, well, we want you to see our own doctor. Again, right. there has to be some, some reason, some uh, issue that they, they're trying to resolve by doing that. Got uh, Steve. Hello, Steve. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you doing? Great. You got a question? I do, actually. Okay. I just actually I turned on the radio here, and this is a great uh, topic you guys are uh, covering here. Uh, my son, uh, he was terminated uh, from his job and just terminated. They didn't give him any uh, any severance package. And I think I heard you said there's a two-year uh, window for the right. statute yes. limitation. That's right. Okay, so w- w- he obviously would have recourse in getting some kind of uh, severance package. He was there probably for around two, two and a half years. So, Steve, why was he let go? What, what reason was given well, to him? Uh, I think the reason was they didn't like the way he worked after two and a half years or whatever. Okay. So the only way a company can let an employee go without severance is if they have what we call just cause, which is extreme. It's only in the most extreme cases what the employer can do that. In other words, the employee, in this case your son, would have had to do something very bad, very extreme uh, to to justify a termination like that. I doubt that he did because he probably would know it if he did something that bad. So. Would some work constitute that, like a couple times with some work, or like what would? And no, and, and, and well, and remember, it's not even a question of did your son do something wrong. It's a question of did he do something so bad, so awful that he's deserving of the ultimate penalty, the death penalty, if you will, of the employment right. relationship. So, uh, if he's worked there for two years, and how old was your son? What kind of job? A welder. A welder and uh, non-union. Non-union, yeah. Okay, and how old? Twenty. Uh, 20- 25? So you'd be looking at three to four months of compensation that he's owed. So what I propose, again, call me off air, have him call me even better. Let's talk about it. He has two years to pursue it, so he should be just fine. Uh, yeah, it would be it'd be very, very difficult for the employer in this case to let him go for cause. I'd have him call me. Steve, write this number down. Got a pen. 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. As always, our uh, callers have uh, top priority. Got Lou. Hello, Lou. Hi, good afternoon. How are you, gentlemen? Excellent. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So just a question for Leo. I uh, listen to the show, and it's quite informative, and I thank you for it. No worries. My, okay. My situation is this. I had a had trauma injury at work. We moved to a new location, okay. and uh, it was uh, really an area that was not lit well. So what I did was I, I you know, I had uh, a had trauma, uh, I went to the hospital, I went to the doctor, there was uh, CAT scans done, MRIs, and all that stuff. And uh, I was on uh, workers' compensation since uh, the end of, uh, since the beginning of June last year. Now, what happened was workers' compensation recommended that I should go to the uh, Toronto Rehab and do the interdisciplinary uh, uh, evaluation. Okay. During the month of October and November and the beginning of December, which I did which they did, and, uh, you know, they evaluated. They came up with a report, quite a substantial report there, and uh, I was uh, notified by the workers' compensation that I uh, could uh, return to work with the modified duties and modified hours for a few weeks. There was no problem there. So I returned to my employer, which I've been with for 20 years. 
my uh, employment is on a technical field. Uh, now, what happened was uh, when I returned back, I found out that um, I was reporting to a, um, a different manager, which was a director from a different department. He was handling now the area that I was handling for over 20 years. So I found, you know, they changed my duties. So I became, uh, you know, reporting now to another manager and to a junior employee that, was, that my work was assigned to. So what's yeah. your basic question, Lou? Well, the basic question is, uh, you know, can they do this to me? The way I see it right. is that, you know, this, I mean, you know, this is a substantial change in my employment. This is not what I expected uh, to, to okay. return to. So, no, thank you, Lou. Good question. Ultimately, an employer does not have a right to unilaterally change the terms of, an, of employment in a substantial way. If this change is really a demotion, so you're doing a, a job now that's that's very different than the job that you were doing, a lower-level position, uh, one with less responsibility, one that potentially uh, you know would look bad on the resume or not as good as the previous one that you had, that type of change would, in fact, uh, or could be a constructive dismissal, which means at that point you can accept this change, continue working, or, or leave and require the company to pay you severance. I would need to find out a bit more about the exact change and compare what you have now to what you had before to be able to tell you if it's a constructive dismissal. So the best advice, again, give me a call off air. Let's talk about that. And, and if you are, in fact, in a constructive dismissal situation, I'll be able to tell you that, assess how much you're owed, and we can talk about how to make that, that make. That that happen. Would it be okay if they kept them the same pay? Uh, he could still be constructively dismissed even oh, with the same pay. No kidding. Absolutely. There you go. Didn't know. Uh, 1-855-821-5900. 1-855-821-5900. To give us a call here, you know this number, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell phone. Lots more of the Employment Hour on the way on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. 135 and 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell is the number to use. we got to uh, David. Hello, David. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Hey, Good. Trying to stay warm. Yes. Great show you have, by the way. So my story is I've been employed with a company for close to 20 years, uh, 47 years old, uh, in sales. Uh, basically, they're closing down a few of their stores. They're sort of cutting back. And I was told that uh, in December, come the end of May, they won't be needing me anymore. So I'm thinking, like, the six months notice that they're giving me, is is that pretty well the thing that they just have to do? No question. Excellent question, David. So let me explain. Uh, if you got six months notice, that counts towards the ultimate severance that you're owed. So, let, so in your situation, you said 47, 20 years in the sales position, you'd be looking at right around 16 months of compensation, maybe slightly more than that. Uh, so if it's 16 months, they give you six months notice. That means that come May, if in fact you are done and you're not going to be working there anymore, they owe you another 10 months of severance. 10 and 6 together is 16. So, yes, that six months counts towards your severance, but it's nowhere near your full entitlements. Uh, does that answer the question? Uh, it does, actually, yeah. Yeah, it does. But now, uh, Go ahead. Um, no, you, I, I, I was just going to, I was just listening to you, actually. So what I'm, I'm going to say, if uh, come uh, May, if they don't pay you that or, or something less than that, you have to give me a call right away. In fact, if they've already told you that they're not going to pay you come May, you may want to talk to me off air now. Uh, otherwise, if, if no one said anything, I would wait till closer to May. And once you know for sure if they're going to pay you that, uh, you need to call me 
Another 10 months is what I'd assess you uh, on top of the six months you've gotten. Excellent call, David. That number is 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. And you can email Lior right after the show, L-I-O-R, Lior at employmenthour.com. Now, he was in sales. Say that included um, some equipment that he was uh, he had to purchase or a company car or stuff like that or mileage. Is that all included in the uh, remainder of the 10 months? It, it wouldn't necessarily include mileage because mileage is something that you get paid when you have to drive for right. work. But for example, if he got a, a car allowance or he got a company vehicle that he could drive uh, on his own time uh, as well as to work, then that would have to be included. But they would also include average commissions. So he may have a salary. Oh, okay. And let's say his salary is, I don't know, 50000 doesn't matter. And he, but he also makes uh, $10,000 a month in commissions. That $10,000 would also have to be calculated for, the, for that 16-month severance period. Mm-hmm. 416-870-6400, star 640 on sell. Tim, hello. Uh, hi, it's Jim. Yes, hi. Jim. Thank you. Okay, no worries. What's up? Hi. Uh, I'm just calling to see if um, my uh, employer in this situation has any type of obligation to either uh, either accommodate or pay a severance uh, mm-hmm. out to me. Okay. Um, I'm, um, I, I'm an emergency services worker that's been deemed um, uh, by a WSIB-appointed uh, group of doctors uh, that to, uh, unable to basically return to the position I was in before. Um, so I have yet to sit down with an HR department, but I'm just wondering, uh, you know, what what options are open for me from an employer perspective? Okay, uh, so I'll explain. Now, is this you're not going to be able to return to that position at all, or for a period of time, or we don't know? Uh, at all. At all. Permanent, okay. Permanently, um, not disabled, but permanently restricted from returning to those duties. Now, your employer has a duty to accommodate. So, for example, you may not be able to do that job, but you may be able to do a, a different job. Uh, and, and to the extent that the employer can accommodate, they have the obligation to do it. And it's a fairly strict obligation. They have to really try hard to do whatever they can uh, to, to find a position uh, for you if uh, th- that you can do. Now, if the type of restrictions that you have are, are so limiting that there's just no ability for them to find that position, uh, at that point, they may be able to terminate your position and pay you minimal severance because of the fact that you're completely unable to to work. Now, uh, Tim, how long have you worked there? Ten years. And are you part of a union? Yes. Okay. And uh, in your situation, in, in that case, if they cannot accommodate you, okay, this would be what we call uh, a frustration uh, of contract. Uh, so you'd, you'd likely be entitled to around 18 months of compensation, okay? And instead of uh, potentially much more than that, you do need to talk to your union about it uh, because the collective agreement may provide for a bit of a different situation uh, in that case. Now, we did talk about, uh, we had, you know, our, our, our previous caller in sales. Now, for those employees who work on commission, uh, what if they're let go before a deal they worked on is closed? Do they still get the commission on that deal? Yeah. If, uh, if they've done everything that they needed to do mm-hmm. okay, uh, to get that deal, then, then they get that commission. So, for example, uh, they, they've got their part done, but the deal actually closes in the future. Uh, they should still be getting that commission because they've completed their part. They've, they've done what they were hired to do. So, yes, they have to get that commission as well. Uh, so very important. It, it, it can get uh, confusing or frustrating for some employees that are let go in a sales position where there's a commission component because they may say, I had all these deals in the pipeline and they let me go. And some of them may materialize and some may not. The idea being, and, and sometimes we, you know, we don't have a crystal ball, so we have to guess. 
But the idea is that the employer has to put you in the same financial position as if you had worked for the severance period. So if the severance period is 10 months, we have to say, well, what would have happened in 10 months? What would deals would have closed? So some, some of those things we may have to take educated guesses. But in most cases, we should be able to figure out exactly or pretty close to exactly what the person would have gotten had they worked for the severance period. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, Lior at employmenthour.com, and his number anytime is 1-855-821-5900. Lots more of the show coming up right here on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. I want to uh, throw an email Lior's way. You can do that as well. Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com, and his own personal number, 1-855-821-5900, toll free. We'll go back to the, uh, the phone lines. Hi, Scott. Scotty. Yeah, how's it going? How's Good, it going man. Today? What is happening? Um, just got a question to ask you. Um, January, February of last week, I was let go from my employment after 25 years for just cause. Yep. And legally, I'm just asking you what I'm entitled to. Uh, a couple of questions. First of all, were you part of a union? Yes, I was. Okay. Uh, and what reason was given to you for being let go? It said in the letter, just uh, for just cause, misconduct, willful misconduct. So at the end of the day, what I'm going to tell you is this. If you are guilty of some severe willful misconduct, I don't know what they're alleging, then maybe they are able to let you go for cause, in which case you would not be entitled to any severance. I'll say that after 25 years, it's going to be extremely difficult to let you go for cause. You really would have had to do something pretty awful and probably not something quite a few things pretty awful uh, to be able to be let go for cause. So you need to speak to your union. You probably have. Your union is going to grieve this uh, termination and ultimately either uh, negotiate you going back to work, negotiate compensation for you, or it's going to go to an arbitration and an arbitrator is going to decide uh, if you are uh, if you get your job back or not. But the big point being you personally cannot handle anything to no. do with the union. Member, no, I, and, right? and that's a very important point, John. You're right. Uh, I'm not just me. No lawyer can actually handle this. It has to be the union no matter what, even if you don't want the union to handle it, or even if you think the union is not doing a good job, you're, you're stuck in a way. Yeah. The union has to be, no one else has a right. So if you're worried about, oh, well, the union's not doing a good job, you're, you're stuck. You really are. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. Dennis, hello. Hi. How are you? Good. How about yourself? Good. Go ahead. Ask your question. Uh, my question is about, uh, I had an accident. I was working in a warehouse. I slept, and then I twisted my knee, my... Uh, ACL and uh, ligaments torn, and uh, I got a surgery 2013, and then when I went back to work, they pushed me, they forced me, they gave me like short amount of time for uh, 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 other duties, and then uh, they forced me back to work, and I worked like that almost in another year, and uh, last year I had another surgery because I couldn't handle the pain anymore. Yes. And then... Uh, when I after the surgery, I went back to work again, and then they brought uh, one physiotherapist, and then they tried to like compensate me. They tried to push me back to my work, but uh, because I was working on a heavy machinery, and because all those uh, uh, vibration and everything else that I was receiving, I couldn't do my job anymore. And they were keep forcing me back to work, back to work, and then at the end, I couldn't do anything, and I just basically quit and start find another job. Right now, I'm losing money. Okay. Now, Dennis, were you part of a union? Yes. 
Okay. Well, you need to speak to your union about this because your employer may have been uh, required to provide accommodation for you. Uh, and if your employer didn't then and you had to quit because of that, then the employer may owe you compensation. Potentially, you can even get your job back just with different duties. And as I said to the previous caller, the only one that's allowed to help you in this situation is the union. No matter what, you can't do this on your own. I can't do it with you or for you. It has to be a union if you're part of a union. So someone's just, just catching the show now, right? They've heard what we're talking about. Um, but they have to accept their severance offers by Tuesday because tomorrow is a holiday. So Tuesday, they got to have it done. What do they do? How, do? how do they get legal advice that quickly? You know, I, I've spoke personally to about eight people, at least eight people this week, all of whom had deadlines, you know, this past yep. week they had to sign. And all of them were very, very worried. You know, Lior, we have to call you. And they, they called me and emailed me. Can we talk today? Can we talk today? My deadline's tomorrow or in two days. And they're very upset and very nervous, and I, understandably, you're just being let go. Your employer is offering you some some compensation, but to accept it, you have to sign or accept it by a certain date. Uh, so, so again, I, I've said this before, but this is probably one of the most important things I'm going to ever say on this show, and that is this. That, that deadline really doesn't mean anything. You don't need to worry about that deadline. Your legal rights don't expire on the date uh, on that paper. It's Friday or Thursday or whatever that date is. Okay, You have two years to pursue those entitlements. Your uh, responsibility, your responsibility to your family is to make sure that you've received what, what you're owed. You need to take the time to, to understand what you're being offered. You need to t- take the time to get some legal advice so that you know if you're owed any more. Because in most cases, 90% of the cases, John, people are owed a heck of a lot more than what they've been offered. So don't worry about that deadline. Nothing happens if you don't accept it on time. If you want to be uh, very nice to your employer, which is fine, Tell them you need more time. Ask for an extension. You're going to get it. But even if you don't get it, don't worry about it. If you need an extra day or an extra week, an extra month to assess what you're owed, take that time. Don't don't freak out, but call me and I'll make sure I'll talk to you and I'll explain your entitlements. Just don't be scared. Don't say, well, I'm not going to talk to a lawyer because I have to accept this by tomorrow, by tomorrow so mm. I don't have time. A lot of people do that. Yep. Take your time, man. Give us a call right now. We'd love to talk to you right up until 2 o'clock uh, this afternoon. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell. You can email Lior, Lior at employmenthour.com, and his own number is 1-855-821-5900. Employment Hour right here, Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML. See if we can bounce over to the uh, phone lines here in a minute and take a, uh, another call. A reminder as well, we'll get to uh, severancepaycalculator.com and terminationquestions.com here in just a little bit. When the phone's ready, we'll, uh, we'll get to it. I got an email coming through as well, Lior at employmenthour.com. Joseph says, I worked for a company for just under three months as director of sales, making about 150 k They let me go and said I was, uh, wasn't a good fit. They said I was on probation. Do they owe me anything? Well, you know, it's an interesting question, good question. The only way someone can be on probation is if there's a contract of employment that says that. A, a probationary period only exists by way of contract. The law doesn't provide one. It has to be in a contract. So if Joseph signed a contract of employment or an employment agreement back when he started that says for the first three months you're on probation and during that time we can let you go by paying you nothing, then the employer can let him go in the first three months and pay him nothing. But the employment agreement would have to say those two things, probation and pay you nothing. And if he did, uh, sorry, if it didn't, then he's owed severance. And potentially he could be owed a few months of severance, even only working there for three months. So he definitely needs to call me or the first thing I would recommend that he take a look to see uh, in his employment agreement if it says anything about a probationary period for three months. If it doesn't, he has to call me right away. Tammy, welcome to the show. How are you? Good, thank you for taking my call. No worries. Uh, 
I'm an employer. I'm a small business owner. I had an employee that was making a car allowance, salary, all expenses, wasn't selling a thing, so we dismissed this employee. Uh, we offered him eight weeks. He ended up getting 16 weeks. Um, so now I'm hiring someone else. How does the employer get protected? Excellent question. Excellent question. Terrific right? question, Tammy. And then, you know, I, I do a lot of uh, presentation, a lot of speaking engagements to employers of all sizes. Okay. And, and that's one of the main questions that I always get asked. You know, how do we protect ourselves? And, and there's one way. It's probably the only way, but it's really good. And that is you have to have a proper employment agreement in place with the employee. And that employment agreement could do many things. One of the things it could do is it could allow you to let the employee go with minimum severance if you want. So it gives you that flexibility to know that if something is not working out, we're not going to have to pay an arm and a leg to this employee. So you're able to reach an agreement right at the beginning. Uh, and, and so, for example, some employee, you may be able to let go and pay him, I don't know, two weeks pay. Whereas otherwise, if you did not have a proper employment agreement, you would owe him several months of compensation. So uh, for you, that's exactly what you need to do. But it's not as simple as, you know, going on Microsoft Word right now and then putting some some words together. These things have to be drafted properly because if not, it's not going to be enforceable. So that's the only way. And what I'm going to tell you is exactly what I tell all in my employer clients is you should never, ever hire anyone. I don't care if it's an entry-level position or the most senior person. You should never hire someone before they first sign a proper employment agreement. So if you want to talk about that, you want, me, you want me to talk to you about your employment agreement, review it, or help you uh, put one together, give me a call. It would be my, my pleasure to do it. It's the only way to protect yourself. Tammy, that number, one 821 5900 Severance pay calculator. Let's do it. Right. So I, I mentioned right at the top of the show, a lot of questions already today. You know, what would I be owed if I'm let go? Well, severancepaycalculator.com is a very good starting point for you to find out uh, how much you're owed. You go, to, you go uh, on, online, severancepaycalculator.com, you answer three questions, it takes you exactly 30 seconds, and it's going to tell you how many weeks or months compensation you're owed. Or you, if you prefer to use it on your phone your, uh, or your iPad or your Android phone, etc., you download the app. It's free. It's easy to use. Uh, anyone can use it. And finally, if you really want to have a more extended uh, discussion with me or ask longer questions, terminationquestions.com. I'll answer you in a few minutes. The number was 1-855-821-5900 to get a hold of Lior now after show hours. And his email is Lior, L-I-O-R, at employmenthour.com. We'll do it all again next weekend right here on Talk Radio AM 640 and AM 900 CHML.